Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. You know, the Giants are having this year that they're having this year. It will be a tough act to follow in this season for this decade because they had the 2010 championship where they stunned the Philadelphia Phillies and finally gave San Francisco the title that they've been hoping for their whole lives. In 2012, probably one of the more balanced teams that they had went on and defeated a tough Reds team, defeated a defending world champion St. Louis Cardinals, and wound up sweeping a powerful Detroit Tiger team. That was a comeback year where they were down 2-0. They were one Scott Rowland swing from being swept out of the opening round, and instead they danced as world champions in Detroit. And then, of course, came the magical 2014 run that featured the domination of the Pirates in the wildcard game, the 18-inning marathon, and the bizarre managerial decisions by Matt Williams, Travis Ishikawa's home run to clinch the pennant, and Madison Bumgarner's performance for the ages, including coming out of the bullpen to clinch the World Series in Kansas City. It'll be a tough act to follow any of those. But an interesting thing that, you know, I started thinking about when you have teams kind of hog up the the championships and the titles, like the Yankees did in the 1990s, like the Yankees and Red Sox did in the 2000s, and the Cardinals a little bit, you know, straddling the 2000s, the 2010s, and certainly the Giants have this decade. And I started to think about the idea of something that would be kind of, that is something I'd like to see when we get to October. And look at, I, I, I make no bones about the fact that I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. And even though I've seen the Red Sox win the World Series three times, I would like to see him win a fourth time. I really would. I make no bones about the fact that my favorite National League team is the San Francisco Giants. And I would like to see the Giants win a fourth World Championship this decade. And I also don't make any bones about the fact that I have uh, uh, some emotional ties to the Oakland A's, and I would like to see them win. It's the team that hasn't won since 1989, so it's hard to describe them as a team that hogs up titles. But I was thinking about something. When you look at the postseason, since it expanded in 1995, so 21 seasons, we've had 21 seasons of a wild card. Now, and this, I, I'm kind of, I'm going to, when I talk about this, I'm going to eliminate 1994 to a degree because there was no postseason played that year. So it's going to be tough to talk about what I'm saying here, although I'll bring it up at one point. I, I looked something up. And it, it, this wasn't listed anywhere, so I kind of had to make my own little chart about this. A lot of the top players, 
the best players of the past decade or so have no World Series rings. Some with no World Series appearances. But let's just think about some of the names. Some of the names now. If you're saying list some of the top stars, some of the elite players, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, Clayton Kershaw, Zach Greinke, Jake Arrieta, Josh Donaldson, Paul Goldschmidt, King Felix Hernandez, even Joey Votto, who had a great year last year. Not one of those names, not one player I just mentioned, has played in one single World Series. Forget, not one. You take a look at some very few exceptions of some of the elite players in the game have played in a World Series. You know, Robinson Cano has, and Adrian Beltre, and Miguel Cabrera has, um, you know, Max Scherzer, David Price has. But I mean, we, and, and then obviously you've had the stars from the Giants, the Buster Poseys, the Massive Bumgarners, the Tim Lincecums of the world have all made multiple appearances. And, and then the players who played for the Cardinals during those years, like Pujols, like Yadier Molina, there have been the certain people who have. And, you know, on the, on the Red Sox, you've had the, you know, the Pedroyas and everything. But when you talk about the elite of the elite, of those players, with the exception of Pujols, I mean, the Cy Young doesn't go to Baumgartner. The MVP, okay, one year the MVP goes to um, Pedroia. But it's a, it, you know, it's few and far between when you see a player who is the elite win a championship in this day and age. And since the playoffs expanded, you've seen, you know, a handful of people who've won MVPs. I mentioned Pedroia. I mentioned Posey. Players like Larkin, Chipper Jones, Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, Padre Rodriguez, A-Rod, Miguel Cabrera. They've all won MVPs and also won a ring. Uh, and, and But when you think about some of the other players, like Ken Griffey Jr. never went to a World Series. Roy Halladay never went to a World Series. Barry Bonds went to one. Frank Thomas never played in the World Series. He was on the 2005 White Sox, but he was, he was injured. He didn't actually, we never got to see Frank Thomas in a World Series. And the thing I found interesting is that since the expansion of the postseason in 1995, one and just one player won a ring, won the World Series, the year they won the MVP. And that was Buster Posey in 2012. It's the only time it happened. And when you go over to the Cy Young Awards, well, there are a few, there are a few players who are elite who won uh, Cy Youngs and ultimately went on to win a World Series. You know, Pedro and Big Unit and Clemens and Sabathia, Maddox Smoltz. You know, there's, there are several who have. But only two players, 
You know, only one player won a ring the year they won the MVP, and only two won a ring the year they won the Cy Young Award. That would be Greg Maddox in 1995 and Randy Johnson in 2001. And, and oddly, and this just seems kind of strange, but oddly the MVPs of the league rarely match up against each other in the postseason or in the, in the World Series. 2012, we saw Buster Posey and Miguel Cabrera match up against each other in that World Series. Before that, you had to go to Kirk Gibson and Jose Canseco in the 88 World Series. And before that, Joe Morgan and Thurman Munson. Now, Randy Johnson and Roger Clemens were the last time Cy Young Award winners met in the World Series. Before that, you had to go to Mike Marshall versus Catfish Hunter in 1974. So in my lifetime, I was born in 72, twice the Cy Young Award winners faced off in the World Series. In when I was a two-year-old baby and when I was 29. Now, it probably could have been if Andy Pettit won the Cy Young Award in 1996, John Smoltz versus Andy Pettit in 96, could have been that instead of they gave it to Pat Henkin. So why am I bringing this up? Other than being kind of a little statistical anomaly. I want to see some stars win. I want to see some of the elite players have the championship on their resume. I mean, even when I, I mention the MVPs who have won rings, I mean, Barry Larkin, Chipper Jones, Pujols, Howard, Pedroia, Rollins, Posey, Pudge Rodriguez, A-Rod, Miguel Cabrera. You have some elite, some players who you think of as the elites of the elites, A-Rod, Cabrera, you know, some of those there. But you also have a bunch of people who had good, solid years, and you could make the argument that Jimmy Rollins and Ryan Howard probably shouldn't have won that, and I know Pudge Rodriguez should not have won the MVP in 1999. That should have gone to Pedro Martinez. I'm still a little bitter about that. When you think about the biggest stars the biggest names of an era. And you would like to see them on the stage of the World Series. We never got to see Ken Griffey Jr. on that stage. We have yet to see Clayton Kershaw on that stage. Felix Hernandez on that stage. Mike Trout on that stage. And I wonder if this is something that may help the building of the interest of baseball come October. I wonder if the elite players not being in that final game has hurt in some way, shape, or form. But I know it has hurt the legacy or has hurt the mystique for lack of a better term, of some of these players. I, you, will, you will never find a bigger Ken Griffey Jr. fan than me. And we never got to see him. Possibly the most talented player I've ever seen in my life. And he never got to closer than two games 
from the World Series when the Mariners were lost Game 6 of the 1995 American League Championship Series to the Cleveland Indians. We never got to see that. Now, one of the things, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I believe the 1980s are an underrated era. There was parody in the 80s, despite the cries of economic woe. You saw new champions virtually every year, a tremendous turnover of postseason play just about every single year. And you're really, really hard-pressed to think of a star from the 80s, an elite star from the 80s, who did not get at least a taste of a World Series appearance. Off the top of my head, I can think of three. Dale Murphy, Don Mattingly, and Ryan Sandberg. But virtually everybody else from who were big... Oh, and, and Bo Jackson. Because lest we forget, Bo Jackson... His peak was only a couple of years, but he was so such a great star during those few years. But you think about every other big star in the 80s, whether it was George Brett, whether it was Mike Schmidt, whether it was Ricky Henderson, Cal Ripken, Tony Gwynn, Kirby Puckett, Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, Fernando Valenzuela, Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden, Gary Carter. You're going down the line, Ozzie Smith. You know, you're going down almost every year, Will Clark. The players who were the elites, Keith Hernandez, Robin Yount. Did I say Valenzuela? Pedro Guerrero? I mean, you are truly hard-pressed to find a superstar from that era, who didn't at least get into a World Series. You are really hard-pressed if you're going to write out who the absolute best players were from that era. Almost every one of them got in at least one. Jim Rice got to play in the World Series. Jack Clark got to play in the World Series. Willie McGee got to play in a few World Series. Uh, uh, Eddie Murray got to play in the World Series. You mentioned Yount. I mean, with the, the few exceptions, as I said, probably the biggest ones being Mattingly and Dale Murphy and Ryan Sandberg. But all, you know, almost everyone else got to have those moments to shine and those moments to shine helped add to their mystique and their glory that helped put some of them into the Hall of Fame I do believe that the two World Series appearances by Kirby Puckett are what put him over the top because if you look statistically his offensive numbers were right around the same as Don Mattingly I don't know if Kirby gets in now. Dave Winfield is another one. Now, granted, Dave Winfield didn't have success when he got into the postseason in the 80s, but he later found it when he won in the 90s. Lou Whitaker, Alan Trammell, 
You don't like Jack Morris? That's your problem. He got to have his moment in the sun. It's one of the things that makes that decade, that decade that I, and this isn't just my little nostalgia that I have because I'm a child of the 80s, but the big elite players, for the most part, got to have that moment, got to have that moment to shine. And you know what, if the Cubs bullpen didn't melt down in game four and if Rick Sutcliffe didn't melt down in game five, then Ryan Sandberg is probably playing in that World Series. Oh, Andre Dawson, there's another one. Okay, there's a few, but not many. And a couple who didn't get in the 80s eventually got into a World Series like Tim Raines. It's one of the things that sort of, oh, for the lack of a better term, showcase of the superstar talent is something that the NBA has going for a big time because they have their big stars. When they put them on a showcase, you almost don't even think of them as members of a team. It's LeBron. It's Duncan. It's Jordan. It's Kobe. It's Dirk. It's Steph. You assign the identity to the team based on its star, and you had a little bit of that going on in the 80s. You had a little bit of that with the superstars making it to the World Series. So even though I wear my bias on my sleeve, I can tell you that part of me If I can't see a Red Sox championship, and I can't see the Giants in it, and I can't see the A's in it, then I want to see, not necessarily the team, I don't give a crap about the Angels, I don't give a crap about the Nationals, but I do give a crap about Trout, and Harper, and Kershaw, and McCutcheon, And these players who are MVPs, Cy Young Award winners, the elite level players. We've seen Posey and Bumgarner on the biggest stage, and that's added to their allure and probably will get at least Posey into the Hall of Fame and maybe Bumgarner. And it's that platform that has put Lincecum, who really should be looked upon a guy who had a really big spike, a really big peak, but, you know, then collapsed. You know, a Valenzuela type, a Saberhagen type. And he is put upon this great pedestal because of the success that he had out of the gate and in those World Series. The success that Valenzuela had in the World Series against the Dodgers, that Saberhagen had, that Frankie Viola had added to their prestige in a way that we haven't seen yet with King Felix, with Kershaw. Now you can blame Kershaw a little bit because he's had some terrible postseason starts. All right, maybe you can do something like that. But my point is this. I root for laundry. I make no bones about it. But... I am a child of the 80s, and I have seen my stars on the World Series stage. There are great, great stars in baseball. 
the Manny Machados of the world, the Carlos Correas of the world, players I love to watch play the game of baseball. You're hard-pressed to find a bigger Felix Hernandez fan than me. But I want to see some of those on the big stage. One of the biggest frustrations I've had as a baseball fan, and believe me, I don't have a hell of a lot to complain about in the world of baseball as a fan these days. But I never saw Griffey in the World Series. We saw Bonds in one World Series, and remember what he did? He hit the snot out of the ball. Absolutely did. And it was a thing of beauty. Batty used PEDs! Shut up. It was a thing of beauty. And I want to see that. We've got big stars. Let's put them on a big stage. Go to MLBReports.com to see the up-to-date listings of who owns baseball. Go to SullyBaseball.wordpress.com Like me on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, Instagram. Um, did I say Facebook? You can be old school and send me an email at info at sullybaseball.com. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast, hoping for star power. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. I'm bringing the star power to this podcast, and you can call me Sully.